You're listening to the Influencer Podcast, episode number 18. In last week's episode, I showed you exactly how to gain free publicity for your business, garner brand deals as an influencer, write an effective pitch, and how to stand out among the saturation by using a unique pitching formula that is in my program, Pitch It Perfect. Check out last week's episode for the insider scoop. This week's episode takes you behind the scenes of Girl Talk Network and its founder, Sarah Pendrick. Sarah shares how she overcame the comparison game, quit faking it on social media, and stop playing small so she could uniquely reveal her brilliance and influence. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hi, influencers, and welcome to today's episode. Really excited to connect with Sarah Pendrick today. Sarah is the founder and creator of the nonprofit movement, Girl Talk. Girl Talk is for women in every stage of life and is the place to feel empowered, supported, and authentic. There are two sections of Girl Talk, um, Out Movement, which is the event and self-development section, and their nonprofit section. Sarah is a self-love advocate, life coach, writer, empowerment speaker, and philanthropist. She travels all over the United States to speak to women of our generation and provide them with support, education, and empowerment. And through Girl Talk, Sarah not only features and connects powerful women with a purpose, but she celebrates them through her events and programs by giving them a platform and a space to to thrive and use their voice. I am so excited to talk to Sarah today as I feel like that what her purpose and and mission is through Girl Talk is really a lot of um, the basis of where the Influencer Podcast came about. So I know that we're going to have so much to connect on and share on. So Sarah, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Jules, thank you so much for having me on and congratulations on this podcast. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes, I appreciate it. And it's, it's the amazing guests like yourself that just make it so amazing and, and, and just beautiful. So I just so appreciate you coming on today and shining your beautiful light and your joy onto our readers. And I know that there's so, um, or I should say <laughs> listeners, I'm so used to saying readers. Um, I know that there's so many listeners, um, they're going to be listening in today that are totally your kind of girl and that speak oh. the truth of girl talk and the purpose of girl talk. And once they learn about your amazing platform and community, I know that they're all going to want to be a part of that. So I'm really excited to jump in and I would love if you could just to kind of kick us off here and let us know really kind of who you are. And I know a little bit of like, you know, what you do with Girl Talk, but how that really came about from who you are as a person and what you wanted to kind of bring into the world um, and how Girl Talk was really founded. Yeah. So Well, thank you for everything that you just said. (laughs) Um, First and foremost, I really created Girl Talk to connect with women like you and women like your listeners that want to place and want to connect and want to help other women. Um, It really has been like a lifelong thing for me. Um, I came out as this just outgoing, like not scared of anything child and slowly society kind of made me start hiding who I was. And I developed earlier than all my friends, which obviously was something I didn't understand, something I didn't know how to handle. Um, I didn't have the guidance there in handling the comments. And I just went from getting bullied to not really living a life um, authentic to myself. So I always knew that I had this purpose and I loved connecting and helping other people, even from a young age. But I think that I just got so caught up in my head and so caught up in all the things that happen as um, children and teenagers and women. And for so long, I just didn't live authentically to myself. I was listening to other people's voices. And then when I was 18, I actually created a business plan that looks very similar to what Girl Talk is now, but I just didn't have anyone to talk to about it. Um, I love my parents, but they didn't know which way to guide me. I didn't have any older siblings. I'm the oldest in my family. No one else my age was really 
developing business plans yet. So I just, you know, felt really lost. And I went in this direction and did psychology because I'd been drawn to helping people. I moved out to here and did PR and marketing and it was amazing. I loved helping, um, brands grow, but I wasn't doing what really fulfilled me. So I just started to marry all my passions, which is supporting women, um, having a place for people to connect and grow and started really listening to my own voice and all the things that I developed and shared and learned, I wanted to share with other women. So that's also why we have the two sides of girl talk, which is a place for women to come and feel supported and live a life full of self love. And that movement was created and the event wonderful event space, connecting women like you, all your listeners, and then also the school program, which was I created what I didn't have. I didn't have female mentors to talk to. So we travel around the U.S. and talk to women and give them the woman that I wish I would have had at 18 when I was going through those frustrating times of not being able to be myself and also not knowing to do what to do with my business plan. So that's really how it all got started. Um, and you talk about how, so growing up, whether, you know, I'm middle school, high school, you were, were you the subject of, of bullying, of being bullied? So I didn't, I know. And of course everyone has their own story, but in middle school and the beginning of high school, I was, um, I came home from my first freshman year party with slut written all over my driveway, just because people were saying that I, you know, stuffed my bra, the way you look a certain way, people judge you. I didn't understand it at the time. Um, there was a lot of girl bullying that happened. And I think that no matter what you do in high school, or even you could be in our generation, you could be a mom with children out of the house. There's some, always come some sort of bullying and things that women can do to each other. So I definitely had experienced that at every age of my life, to be honest. And through that experience of just kind of being on that side of it, I mean, obviously it's propelled you to, you know, and, and, just to create more joy and kindness and connectivity between women. But what have you found now that you have the role that you have and you are in this space of really bringing about women, what do you find is kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of the challenge or the reason why that kind of stuff tends to happen? And how is Girl Talk really trying to flip that script, so to speak? Yeah, so really I think it comes down to that whatever along the way where we feel like we're not enough, like even back when social media wasn't around, but just the messages of competition between women. And I was telling a story about the other day that even, um, a few years ago, I had like a friend of me (laughs) and we never really even talked. We kind of just didn't like each other per se. And this was actually more than a few years ago, but just like that unhealthy competition and just women being scared that they aren't enough. And instead it creates all these problems. And instead of just talking and realizing that we all are enough, we all can do so many things. It doesn't matter if there's a million PR people around there. doesn't matter if there's a million girl talk missions, there's more people in need than not a need. So we all have a space. We're all enough. And I just think that fear of not being enough really creates the issues that we see a lot. And I would agree that it also, we see so much of it on social media. Yeah. And I would love to know that since a lot of your platform has been able to really have a voice and be founded upon, you know, platforms like Instagram, I would love to know how you've seen you know, throughout this space of like being an influencer, because a lot of times we talk about the comparison and the competition and all of that. Have you seen it get worse? Have you seen it get better? And how are you hoping to change that? Yeah. So I have a lot to say on this. I mean, I have a love hate relationship in many ways with social media, but I literally launched girl talk and our event with Instagram. So I'm so thankful for that. And Instagram is also a place that I can post every day, how I'm feeling and connect with people that are like family and girl talk that are feeling the same way, or maybe they're feeling like that last week and it just connects to share the real stories. So even though there's a negative side to social media, I still truly believe it can be what you make it make of it. So you can choose not to follow those accounts that make you feel bad. You can choose not to do the comparison. It's all up to you as easy. I mean, that may sound harder than, you know, it may sound hard, like 
But it's not. You really do make the choice. You do make the choice to see the accounts that you follow, the people that you engage with, the things that you share on social media. The reason that I believe that I've had success with the Girl Talk Instagram and our programs and everything because of social media is because I have been authentic. I don't try to do anything or share anything that I don't truly feel is valuable or something that I haven't experienced myself. I don't try to do any shortcuts or get with the trend because I don't know about you, but the worst thing is when you see someone's message online and then you meet them in person and they don't align with what they're saying. Mm, It's just like not fair. It's not fair for everyone else that's trying to be true in their message. And that's just the worst thing to see people that talk the talk on social media, but don't walk the walk. And I never want to be that. I always want to be true and honest. And it doesn't matter if I have one follower or a million, that one follower is there for a reason. And I'm going to get my return on investment on whatever I'm doing because I have an actual true person that is there and is engaged in what I'm sharing. Absolutely. And it was interesting. I had um, a guest on the show um, earlier named Melissa Griffin, who's a fantastic online entrepreneur and um, just online marketer. And um, she was actually talking about um, following and how even even Melissa, who, you know, like she just has had so much success from a business standpoint and she's growing and she's an amazing human being and she's had all this wonderful success. But she said, even still, even at, you know, whatever level that you're at, that comparison can still sit in. And what she ended up doing was literally unfollowing everyone. Like she went down to zero and she said that it was no, like, and if people got upset or took offense to it, she was like, I promise you, it has nothing to do with you. It's just, I'm, if, if there's one little ounce of something that comes in, that comes into my brain that could be, um, bad for me, like, am I comparing, yeah. am I thinking negative thoughts about myself now? Cause I just saw someone else post this. Am I, you know, if, if, if it's anything like that and it's nothing against the person, the person could have posted a beautiful photo, but that for whatever reason, with my own confidence, it started to make me feel different or uneasy or, um, second guessing myself. She goes, I had to stop unfollowing them. And oh I really had to go from this place of like not following anyone and then slowly bringing everything back. And so I love what you said about it. It really is a choice. And I think that it's so bold to just kind of admit that to yourself and just say, you know what, I'm not really going to care what other people think. It's really about me showing up to connect and create and perform to the best that I can. And if I have some confidence issues that are getting in the way of that, I have to do everything that I can to like suss that out. And so I think that, you know, reminding people that it really is a choice. You don't have to follow people good or bad. If it's going to not make you feel like the best version of yourself. Because sometimes other people's, you know, you know, other people's successes can make you feel not as great, but also like just other people's negativity can make you feel not as great or, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a good or bad thing, but however you react to it and take it in is what you really have to be mindful of. Um, So I think that that what you said is, is a really amazing point. And I would love to know too, you had also touched on a little bit about the brands and I would love to know, you know, how does Girl Talk work with brands and how have you been able to really build that relationship with brands and use it for a force of good? Yeah. So first off, I love that she did that. That's amazing. Cause I think we all know we could feel on top of the world and open our phone. And then there's the one post that just, I don't know, has some effect on us and it can change the whole course of the day. So that could be good and bad, but I love that she did that because she knew that that's what she needed to do for herself. So Mm -hmm. love that. Um, I made the, let's see, before I started girl talk, when I was just, um, doing PR and marketing, I kind of made the mistake of just like taking whatever would come through Mm -hmm. and, um, going down that road or just trying to like do a bunch of massive outreach and like whatever happened, whatever, whoever said yes, then I'm going to go with that. And, um, you know, just really trying to like with no bad intentions, but just trying to make it. And that obviously didn't work. Um, I don't, I think that's just being set up for failure. So I knew when I launched girl talk, I promised myself that no matter what I would stay true to my brand, stay true to the mission, stay true to the 
end result of what I wanted to do, how I wanted to help the world. It didn't matter if someone came forward and could advance me 20 steps and save all this time, but it didn't align with girl talk, then I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And I think even with the events, when I first was doing like, you know, you with the event space or anything that you're doing, if you're putting on something for a brand or your own brand, you'll have gift bags. So with my first event, I was getting all these messages, getting all these answers, just throwing all this stuff in the bags. And I caught myself right away and was like, this isn't staying true to what I told myself that I would do. I'm not just going to take any brand and put it in the gift bag. I want to stay very true to what aligns with Girl Talk. And in that way, I build these brands that aren't just a, hey, let's get in your gift bag or, hey, let's be a sponsor of your event. And then that's it. I really want to work with brands, align with their goals, make it a win-win and make it make sense. So really just sticking true, sticking to what I said and not altering that no matter how far or what I think, because it could take you 10 steps, but it didn't align. So eventually it's going to take, take you back like a hundred steps. So I just have stayed very true to that. And in that way of staying true to that, it's really opened up and manifest the right brands and the right people to come along for what I am wanting to do with this movement with Girl Talk. And who are those people? Like, who is the ideal Girl Talk uh, community member? Who is the ideal Girl Talk brand? So the ideal Girl Talk community member is just any woman. Any woman that's on the path of being herself, is looking to serve the world, is looking to get help, is being genuine, wants to be themselves, want to con- wants to connect with other women. Women that are authentic and just, even if you're have a hard time being authentic and you've just had this habit of not being able to be yourself, you're welcome. I want you to be here because you're being honest by taking that step and saying that. So really just women that want to come together and help each other and be real. And as far as brands, it's brands that also, obviously everyone wants, they want to make money and they want to have their, their like monetization goals and all of that, but that they actually have a mission and a brand that they care about other people. Um, one that they have charity efforts or they have a message that they want to help the world with. And then, um, obviously women owned brands. I absolutely love cause I just want all of us to help each other and, It's really, really just for me, the importance of what your mission and your message is. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. I love that. I think that that's such a strong and um, just honest way of looking, of of kind of bringing that world together. And if you could share too with our listeners, like what would... Walk us through what a Girl Talk event would be or would look like if if I was coming into the community for the first time or to an event for the first time, what would I expect? So, well, first of all, I'm sure you're going to be coming into one soon because obviously we'd love to have you as a speaker. You're just amazing. But um, yeah, so we, it's really honestly a place when I created these events, I started with the end in mind and what I wanted women to feel. So that's also for anything that you're doing, a brand, um, 
anything that you're trying to create, I always say the best thing is to think the end in mind, because then that'll make it easier for you to make decisions, um, different partnerships, how you want to do outreach, how you want to have your brand voice. It's always so much easier if you just have those two things begin with the end in mind. And then also those rules that you apply that you don't break. Like how I said that I wouldn't work with anyone that didn't truly believe in this message, no matter how far and was also walking the walk, no matter how far it could get girl talk. But, um, so what the events look like is there's really a place for all of us just to be celebrated. Um, I really, create beautiful events because I want the women to feel celebrated and also be in an environment where they feel good about themselves. So visual is very important to me. Each woman from the volunteers to the speakers to our moderators all really truly believe in this movement and are women in their own everyday lives that are supporting other women. Um, it's really just an amazing day. We have panels that do real talk. It's not just career driven because in order to have a successful career and success in your life, no matter what your idea of what success is, everyone's is different. You need to be thriving inside. So we address all those issues from self-love. Everyone shares their journeys and how hard it was to get there because especially on social media and you see these women too, they're showing their success with which they should, but then they sit and they share with everyone. Like this actually took me like 10 years. This took 20 years. This is what happened. I had a hundred no's until I had my first yes. And I feel like when you share those stories, it just helps so much. And you can see what really goes into creating something amazing. And everyone has that journey. So we share the journeys. We have a bunch of different booths and all these things to make you feel good and be celebrated. Like you're just having a day of pampering, but you're also raising money for a good cause. And at the same time, you're connecting with other women and learning all these different things for every part of your life. Mm, I love that. Um, and I love that it's such a place for people to be, um, to, to feel safe really yeah. in sharing all of that. Um, where are these events and how many attendees do you typically have? So we do this particular event that I'm talking about, Connect and Inspire, two times a year. Well, yeah, like every six months. Um, and then we do it in different cities. Like we just got back from Phoenix. We will be announcing the next city soon for fall. Um, there is around in the past and the venues that we've had, we have have to cap out at 250 and we always have a waiting list and they're sold out, which I'm so grateful for. And it just shows the need for this and the impact that it's making. And I'm honestly so grateful for that. What I'm really excited about is for the next one that we're going to be able to double that and offer a bigger space. Yay. And then we have, yeah, so I'm so excited about that, but we also will be extending it to a two day instead of just a one day. Fabulous. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about challenges a little bit more. Um, what has been your biggest challenge with spreading the message and the word of Girl Talk? Because really at the end of the day, you know, um, that message is your purpose. It is your mission. It is your brand. And a lot of times we'll have um, listeners, you know, wondering from other influencers, you know, how, how, how did they take it from A to B? How did you go from, from nothing to having, you know, 18,000 followers on Instagram and spreading that message of girl talk? And what yeah, were those so, challenges along the way? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a ton of challenges. I mean, I definitely cry once a week just because I want this to be, I want to go to the next level. I want to help one more person and I need certain things. And if maybe it's not happening the way that I pictured it and I just recenter myself to know that the journey is the most important part, not the outcome. So if I refocus on the journey and my mission, I'm not feeling so challenged or so upset if I'm focusing on that rather than the outcome. So that's actually something that I've been dealing with lately, to be honest, because I do have such like an outcome based and I'm trying to get to somewhere and I'm trying to help as many people as I can. And maybe it's not happening fast enough, but it really has happened fast enough. I mean, our first event was a year ago or a little over a year ago. And I'm, I need to sit back and just remember, um, 
that journey because people say that all the time. Like, how did you grow so fast? I'm like, Oh, it doesn't feel like I grew so fast, but I really did. So I think a lot of the challenges that happen, we sort of make up in our own mind, if that makes sense. I mean, of course there's challenges, but we might make them bigger than they are. Yeah. Um, the first the first challenge that I had when I first started launching it is people didn't really, uh, understand. (laughs) Sometimes people didn't understand what we were doing. They're like women sporting women. Like, what does that mean? Now it's like a trend and hashtag and everything. But like at the time I'm like, how do you not know what women supporting women means? Like, how am I not clearly showing you what our mission is? So really just like the explaining, cause we live in such a fast paced world. So maybe people didn't understand what we were doing. I still do sometimes to this day have people like, I really want to come to your events. I don't really understand what goes on, but I really want to be there. <laughs> um, so those challenges, I think the challenges with social media of the same thing, like going on and maybe seeing, um, someone else's in like, looks like they're like, succeeding faster than you are. And that's not what it's about. It's about helping each other. And the challenge that I've had is seeing people jump on a trend when they're not being genuine about it. And, um, this like the competition of social media, or maybe if you don't have a certain amount of followers, your mission isn't as, um, I don't know, I'm trying to say the word, like people don't look at it as much just because of your following. Mm-hmm. And then, I see that challenge. I definitely see the challenge of the nonprofit personally is that you're relying on donors to back your mission, which is why I went into a for purpose. We have the nonprofit and the for purpose now. And that's something that I needed to get through to myself was that to make money, all it does is amplify the person that you are. So it's okay to make money. I don't have to just have a nonprofit because if I'm out there making money, then I'm going to be able to fund what I'm doing and not have to rely on other people to fund my mission. So that really was like my biggest challenge I would say is donations because we don't have, um, we talk to girls in every stage of life and we talk to young women and they go through depression and needing mentors and all these different things, but it's not something that you can physically see. So I think people can understand more when it's something that you can physically see, but it's something inside that depression and suicide and needing connection, like that's always going to be there. I'm trying very hard to be a place to help women never have to be alone, but because people don't see it, it's hard to get across what we're doing. Right. So you think that it's really just about making that be seen to them, but then also kind of training people to see it in that way. Yeah. And I also think that just because you're not getting the response that you think you should get, that you shouldn't give up because just because something's not out there or just because something is out there, you should just keep staying true to your message and it really will align and all the perfect partners will come up, all the perfect speakers, all the perfect donors, like it'll all work out. Um, of course there's strategies and different things involved, but I just truly, really, really believe that if you're being yourself and you're being authentic, that everything's going to work out in your favor. Yeah. Um, I would definitely agree, um, <laughs> with that. And, um, and I think that just a, a reminding of that, cause a lot of, a lot of people they'll come to me and they're like, um, okay, I get that. But like, how do I be authentic? <laughs> yeah, you know, because they are there. It's it's a lot of the, you know, like you talked about a little bit the trends, and we've all been there. It's especially when social media, you know, twenty four months ago was so new. It was like everyone was kind of testing different things out, or yeah, you would see that like this type of beauty blogging was popular. So you would do that or this type of fashion blogging or this type of food blogging or this type of fitness, uh, you know, or or this kind of look in a photo. And so it was like everyone kind of started doing the same thing because that's what they they thought was working. And and it may work to some degree for some people. Um, But I would love for you to kind of uh, share with us, like, how do you figure out how to be more authentic, how to show up in a more authentic way. Is there any sort of rituals that you have or, you know, daily things that you kind of check in with yourself on to, to make sure that you, that you are staying authentic and and really can share with other people on how to do that themselves? 
Yeah. So that's a great question. And, um, the thing that I do the most is, and I've definitely like jumped on, Oh, this picture, the things that you just mentioned, of course I've been there and done that not with girl talk because I was so true to my mission and brand. And I listened to my own voice and now I'm very grateful that I have a very clear message and I don't jump on the trends. Um, if I'm posting something and I don't feel right about it, then I won't post it. If I'm like, wait, like is not meaning to be, but is this not like as genuine as what I meant? Is this too like salesy or if I have something that I just don't a hundred percent feel in my heart, then I don't post it. I don't do it. Um, I stayed very in tune with meditating and listening to my mentors, reading just to stay in line because this is such like a fast paced world and so many things are changing. It's easy to gear off course. Like you said, like I just saw this person do this, this is working for them. But the thing that I just remember is that if you're doing, if you're following someone else's passion and mission or way, you're not going to be able to wake up every morning and face the challenges and everything's going to seem so much harder than it is because you are not leading your own path. So I finally just had the realization that there's no point of trying to compete or in an unhealthy way or do what the other person's doing just because they're getting faster results or it's just really sticking to my mission no matter what if anyone else's opinions like oh yeah you probably shouldn't go down that road or you should do this if I don't feel it then I won't do it because how am I going to wake up and face the challenges if I'm not facing my own path and walking someone else's oh, and I I bet that, that I mean I know that it totally <laughs> helped you build your true community too and helped you. Cause you know, it's really like you, you mentioned this earlier about the audience. You really want to be able, it's all about serving the platform that you already have. And if you're changing one person's life, then that is more than enough of a, of a reason to show up every day, regardless if you have five followers or 5 million followers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that that's, that really is a true testament to what you have found that works on social media when you're trying to build a community is just really showing up in the most honest way that you can. And I loved what you said about like, if I don't, if I'm not feeling a post today, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not going to post just to post. So even if I go two days without posting, that's fine because I know that, you know, the authenticity of what I'm trying to share will show up eventually. I'm just not going to force it. And I love that you, that you mentioned that. Right. I mean, I know that there's the times that you're supposed to post and obviously you're not, especially on Instagram, you're going to post 10 times a day. Like I know the standard rules, but definitely don't be like, I know people have like managers that are, you need to post two times a day. It's like, if you don't have something to say that aligns with your true self, you don't have to post it because then it's just going to backfire on you and you're going to take steps back. Exactly. And if you feel like what you're posting is forced, then that, that is a good testament to you to maybe go back and think about, you know, how you are showing up in the social media world. And it's like, if, if this is, if this is a forced thing, well, then maybe you need to be creating different content or, you know, maybe the context is off or, you know, there's so many different ways that you can kind of navigate that. Um, and I want to talk about trends for a little bit because I know you had mentioned in, in our pre-interview conversation that um, you see TV declining and that you think that new platforms like Apple and, um, you know, just more kind of digital components, you know, whether it's Facebook Live or Instagram Live is what will matter. I would love um, for you to share how you think influencers will be able to use this kind of new platform and this, or this new trend that you see coming to their benefit to grow. Yeah. So, I mean, I really do believe all of that. And I think that because reality TV is very popular, I think people like to see people that are real. They like to see more than just a picture with, um, one word caption. They want to know that there's a person behind that brand. They want to know that there's a purpose that you have. So that's why I just see, um, TV kind of going away and other platforms like Apple TV and live is becoming more popular because it's real and people are really identifying with that. And you can kind of like now we're oversaturated with so many blogs and this person doing this. And there's so many people with a million fault. Like it's changed so much. So 
that's kind of where influencers that have a positive message or have a message that they are being true, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter, but you're being true to it. You can actually show that through live feeds and more videos and let your audience connect with you more on a real level. And I think influencers can use that to their advantage to get their lifelong fans, their lifelong family, their brands that are like, no matter what, even if someone comes out with the same product or the same brand, like they are true to you because they know that you're being real and they can identify you through watching you live and on your videos and just connecting with them more. I love that. Um, I want you to touch a little bit on something that no one has talked about yet on this podcast that I think is important to note. And um, that is the idea of cyber theft. Um, I know that you had mentioned that cyber theft, you've been seeing a lot of it and you think that that's going, or that has been a challenge that's holding Mm -hmm. some influencers back. I would love for you to kind of share what you mean by this, what it is, um, and how it's a challenge and how we can all overcome the challenge or really kind of note it more. Right. So I think that people are inspired by others and you definitely have, a voice and, you know, you're connected to people that draw you in and that you have common, um, values with. And so a lot of people like, you know, you could be talking to your friend and you guys say the same thing at the same time, or you just think the same way as someone. So I definitely think there is a difference between maybe people are just being inspired by each other and they have the same message and they have the same practices. Cause I mean, if you look at it, the people that are the most successful, they really tend to have the same practices. They have a meditation, they have all these things, they care about giving back. So I totally believe in all that. And I love the community that I have where I see like, Hey, like that's what I do. Like, that's awesome. But I also think because everything is so online based that these people that are trying to jump on the trend are trying to get that business that they've tried a million times and it's just not working and they're not being authentic, that they are kind of trolling and stealing people's content. And I have been seeing that. I personally have been victim to the, that recently. And I was so, it was so crazy because I thought, there's another testament that you're always growing. Like you're always learning. You don't just always have it together. Like I thought something like that, no worries. Good luck to them. It doesn't matter. But I had this happen recently where someone legitimately ripped off word for word for my website, maybe because they don't think that I'm big enough for other people to notice, but it came into, it was brought to me and it hurt me. It felt extremely violating because this is my this is my mission. It's not just my brand. Like this is literally my heart. And I was just like, how could someone do that? And I see that happening so much because people are getting so desperate and they need to just really focus in on what they want to do instead of looking on Instagram and copying a post or looking on someone's website. And that just goes back to, you're not going to be able to face the challenges of someone else's dream. If you're literally just copying what they're doing, but you actually don't truly feel genuine and have the tools and have worked so hard to walk the walk instead of copying a post or copying a website and putting it out there. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the old saying is like imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Um, (laughs) a fantastic entrepreneur who is really just like, you know, just abashedly himself. His name's Grant Cardone. I was listening to a podcast that he recently did with Lewis Howes and he brought up that saying and he goes, Imitation is not the sincerest form of flattery. It's stealing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and to me, you know, I agree with him. And, and this is where like I kind of changed it for myself because I was thinking when it comes to inspiration, I feel like the inspiration is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. And I feel like if someone is inspired by what I do or by what I share or by what someone else shares or by what someone else puts out there and wants to... Uh, take action from that inspiration, by all means, go ahead. And even if you want to like name drop me, shout me out, do whatever like that to me, like that's, that's goodness and publicity and awareness yes. for everyone, you know, oh and, I'm, and I'm all about that. And I'm all about, cause I have a lot of people say like, well, is it stealing when you use someone's 
photo on Pinterest? Is it stealing when you use someone's Instagram? And I say, you know, as long as you're tagging them, as long as you're giving them some kind of shout out, as long as you're saying something, you know, in related relation to them, my old PR hat is going to say, that's fine. That's inspiration. And you are quote unquote crediting them and you're putting their name out there to the universe even more. So it's just more power to everybody. But oh my God. When, I agree with that so much. Like, yes. Yes. If you see something inspiring, if you like what someone said, you can use it, but give them credit, give them the credit. And then, but with that said, that's the inspiration when it comes to imitation, when it comes to you know, like stealing and, and copywriting and all of these other things of taking someone's word for word in their copy and pasting it onto your website. That's not inspiration. <laughs> that's not even yeah. imitation. That's straight stealing. Right. So I think that there is, um, you know, there, there can kind of be a little bit of a gray area with, with people understanding what that is, but that's kind of what I've started to say now is like, Imitation is not the sincerest form of flattery. However, inspiration is the sincerest form of flattery. And as long as you can kind of keep those two things separate, and as long as you know in the heart of it that at the end of the day, like, you know, that person copying your copy and not saying anything to you, not giving you new credit, you know, that's, that's one thing. But if I were to go onto social media and use a photo that was on Girl Talk and tag Girl Talk or tag you or say something about you, that's how we all grow. So I think that it's just, it's a difference of understanding really like what is inspiration, what is really helping the greater good and what's really like really making you smaller and taking away from the greater good at the end of the day. Right. I love that. You said that imitation isn't the sincerest form of flattery because it's just, it's not. And it feels extremely violating when you go past, when you're stealing, it's violating someone. It's violating how long it took for them to be able to get their thoughts out into words or to be able to really express what they mean. And you're just taking that right off the page and it's really terrible and it's really unfortunate. Um, it's definitely not flattering. (laughs) And during this time that I've dealt with that, and I just actually was at a Tony Robbins event and he helped me with this is that all his content's out there for the world to see. And he actually had someone completely steal one of his programs and rip something off. And the worst part about it was that he knew this person wasn't genuine. The only piece that he could make with it was that by their ungenuineness to steal his content if it helped one person, then that's where he can make peace because everything's out in the open. We can't like go chasing down people like you stole this from me. And it's just very unfortunate. And it's just for the people that align with what you do with what I do with all the amazing women out there, people like Tony Robbins, people like the people that we've been talking about today, just when you feel inspired by them, then give them credit. I do not care if someone copied me word for word, if they were like, Hey, I loved what you said. I want to share this. I just think that you should give people credit and share the inspiration. Exactly. And then that's how, you know, I mean, that is kind of you showing your gratitude towards their work and their process and their brilliance. And that is how you're going to be able to receive that back. Yeah. Um, I would also love to know how you kind of overcame that trend because you were talking about originally about staying safe on Instagram. And I, I think that this kind of goes back to the, to the, the cyber th- theft thing that we were talking about. A lot of times, you know, the cyber theft stuff or the people imitating you or being inspired by you or whatnot doesn't really happen until you really show up in the world and really start to reveal yourself. And it's kind of, at least I've noticed in my own experience that when I really started showing up in the world and saying, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is my brilliance. And this is what I want to do. That's when you're, that's when you're met with resistance. That's when you're met with judgment. That's when you're met with, you know, people wanting to bring you back down on their level because for them staying small is safe. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to know how you overcame that and kind of following the trend that we see so many people, sadly do because it keeps them safe and it keeps them free of judgment. Right. Honestly, the thing that changed me was being exhausted. I literally felt so exhausted by not being myself. And I just really sat down 
and thought to myself, like, what am I doing? What am I, how am I helping myself? How am I helping others by not being authentic to myself? Even, even something as little as not saying my opinion about something or letting someone else's opinion trump my own. Like I was caring so much to stir things up and get have someone say something negative to me or, you know, scared of confrontation. And I just realized that I was actually being very selfish by not being myself. I was being so selfish because I cared so much what other people thought and I wasn't giving my gifts to the world by being like that. And I kind of just finally came to the realization that it was more painful to keep living like that than to be myself. And I'm sorry for the people that want to still play small or they, they don't, they haven't gotten there yet. So they're uncomfortable with my growth or they're uncomfortable with something that I share I need to put myself first in order to make a difference in the world. So why would I pick someone else over myself just so that they can feel comfortable? And then I'm sitting here not being authentic, not helping the world the way that I can. It just became down to being exhausted about it. And the minute that I started to make the shift of being myself, that's when everything came together. I would have gone from seeing a negative comment to thinking about it for a week. How did they say that to me? What are they talking about? That's not what I'm trying to do to now. Yeah. For a second, I'm like, that's unfortunate that they said that to me, but that's okay because I'm happy and fulfilled because I'm being myself. And I just think when people start really being themselves that the exhaustion goes away and you're met with so many amazing things that the little challenges of what we did, what you just said, that doesn't matter because you're truly fulfilled and happy and you're showing up to this world and you're helping people on such a greater scale that you might not even know about. Yeah. And I agree. And I just, I think that the more that you are you and the more that you're, that you're good with that, you know, it's like, and it's not that you don't care. Like, you know, it's like, I don't care what people think, right? (laughs) Um, I, of course I care. I I care. I, I care about, I try to care about everything and everyone as much as I can without getting depleted. But it's just, it's that boundary of like, you know, if you don't understand me, that's okay. What I would prefer you to do is to just unfollow me. That way you don't have to waste your own energy, you know, being negative or being judgmental or going through, you know, maybe just unfollow me so you can kind of suss out what it is that you need to suss out. And then you maybe you'll come back. Uh. Maybe you won't. But, you know, that's, that's, I think the biggest takeaway and and even kind of touching on what we talked about earlier. It's like, maybe even, you know, we're, we're all only human, like maybe that will even happen to me. So instead of me going down that road of judging myself or judging the other person, I just need to unfollow them. And I just need to take a step back and I need to say, okay, what about their success or what about that photo or what about what they're putting out into the world is bothering me? Because usually... There's a saying that the fantastic author, I heard uh, Glennon Doyle Melton say, and she says, um, tell me who you're comparing yourself to and I'll tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I just, I know, I just loved that. It was like, she's like, you know, tell me who you're wanting to be essentially and I'll tell you what you should be doing. Because usually what you see other people doing that you judge or that you eye roll or that, you know, secretly it's there's you probably see a little bit of yourself in there and you're and you're not meeting your own full potential. And so I think that's where that disconnect um can come from. Um, Definitely. If anyone ever says anything or if I even have ever caught myself saying something, it always stems back to their own stuff. So when you get those negative comments, it's their stuff, not yours. So that's so true that we all can just take a step back and be like, okay, why am I having these thoughts or what's bothering me about that? And it's just a growing and learning process and Mm -hmm. progress and growth is happiness. And that's what I've learned. And I'm so thankful that I found the path of being myself because I spent nights and weekends hanging out with people that I love them. They're great, but they're just not on the same path as me. And we would sit there and I wouldn't even talk because it'd be all gossip, all negative things. And I would still go to dinner with them every weekend because I'm like, I'm trying to connect to you. Then Mm -hmm. I realized like this, I'm not connecting with them because that's not my true self. So if I want to have these close friends and these close relationships and these business opportunities that align, I'm only going to get that by being myself, not trying to fit in with someone else. Right. And that's how you're going to attract, attract all of that. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's a good reminder for all of us, um, 
to remember, you know, that if that is happening, you know, maybe even talk to that person. You know, if someone is giving you some kind of negativity, maybe help if, if you can kind of shed some light for them on like, well, you know, why are you, why are you judging my book? Do you want to write a book? Like, yeah. you know, is this what this is about? Like, let's talk about it. Um, and maybe you can have a breakthrough or maybe you can't, um, but at but least you tried. And at least you tried, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of connection, I would love to know what other influencers out there, bloggers, what have you, friends, colleagues, are really, you know, all of this stuff that we've now talked about with the challenges and the negativities, which ones are really bringing about, do you think, positivity and joy and just a really renewed and refreshed and refreshed vision on social media that we should all be following, do you think? Um, I think there's so many, which is so great, because once you like, change your outlook to looking for people like that. If that's who you want to surround yourself with, you'll start seeing more of them than the people that aren't doing that. But one in particular, as soon as you just asked me that is one of my um, dear friends that I got connected with through social media, which is totally shows the power of good that social media has is Lori Harder. I absolutely adore her. Um, she reached out to me on Instagram and we went to coffee and it literally feels like we've been lifelong friends. She spoke at our last event. I was just on her podcast. She shows up and is so honest and she has an amazing journey and she just really wants to help people. Like it doesn't even matter if someone's doing the exact same thing as her. She's like, sure, this is how I do it. And I think that that's what so many women that have been that have spoke at the girl talk events and that are involved in girl talk they're exactly like that so literally any woman that we have worked with i feel that with and there's so many um i'm speaking with jordan on a panel tomorrow the balanced blonde um just so many women out there i love that and so kirby um, i know she was on the show she's our monitor our monitor women like her i mean so many women Kirby's fantastic too. I just love her. She's the best. (laughs) Um, Well, before we wrap this up, um, I kind of end every conversation with a question um, to everyone. And um, I would love to know your thoughts. What does influence mean to you? Influence means to connect and inspire. I think that you can influence one person, you can influence a million people. And I just think it really means inspiration. I love that. That's a great answer. Well, where can everyone find you? Where can they find information on Girl Talk? How can all of our listeners connect with you once they are done listening to your amazing words of wisdom? Oh, Jules, thank you so much. Um, um, on our Instagram, I'm always on there. I'm always sharing our events and inspiration, how I'm feeling, how all the other women that have reached out are feeling at Girl Talk Network is our Instagram handle. And then also on, web, on our website, girltalknetwork.org. Awesome. Well, to all of the listeners listening today, if you are wanting to dive a little bit deeper into this conversation that Sarah and I just had, I would highly encourage you to go and check out the show notes and the additional resources that can all be found at www.theinfluencerpodcast.com. And we would be ever so grateful if you would make sure to give her a shout out on social media and check out her amazing community that she has spent so much time and love and energy empowering and moving forward. So again, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. I had such a beautiful time chatting with you and getting to know you more. And I am so excited to see all the great things that are to come with Girl Talk. Oh, thank you so much. Are you ready to create your own industry leading influence? For show notes, downloads and action based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.